The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. Talking now about money and how we save money, um, a lot of people perhaps think about previous generations and how they would have had to deal with money because I know there's a lot of people that complain, for example, when internet banking goes down for even a short amount of time and they're very reliant on internet banking. But of course, in times gone by, that wouldn't have been possible to have internet banking and updating your transactions several times a day. So to talk about this and how we can perhaps replicate that because it may lead to good saving habits is Max Phelps, a money coach. Max, good morning. Thanks for being on the program. And good morning. Thanks for having me again. So the criticism of the current way that we spend money is that it's too easy to spend money. You don't have that psychological pain. You just tap and go. So it's always been easy to spend money. So we mustn't forget that. Um, the difference is that grandma used to know that uh, that granddad wasn't very good with uh, money. <laughs> she knew that it would burn a hole in his pocket. So she'd make sure she kept some stashed at home to pay the bills and you know, under the mattress, in a tin or whatever. So she knew to hide money away. Whereas most of us these days have made the mistake of opening up a bank account, having our pay land in that bank account, having a card access to that bank account, and then trying to do everything from that bank account, which is a bit like giving granddad all his pay in his wallet to walk around with all the time. And it's just, it, it would be too easy for granddad to spend his cash, and it's too easy for us to spend ours. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I suppose what they used to do is to have different jars or different buckets and put different that's amounts exactly of money right. into so, those. So, so what, what, the, what we've learned over years of, of practice with, with lots of people working as a money coach is that what works best is double banking. So you bank with one bank where you get paid and you only use that account for bills. It's like grandma's money that she kept at home. And then you have a separate bank account with a different bank which we call our spending bank, and then you just simply automatically transfer enough to last you for the week, use the card that acts for that account to, to carry with us, and then we know that we can spend that money, but that account will run dry without hitting, stopping us making a direct debit or, or missing our savings goals or something. Yeah, and I think last time you are on, we spoke about the uh, risks potential of having all of your life savings and your pay going into the same bank account because of uh, either fraudulent activity or even if a uh, merchant makes a mistake. I know of one case where yeah, um, someone right. thought they were putting their pin into the machine, but they're actually entering the amount they wanted to tip. So, you know, being a four-digit number, the tip be- uh, ended up being several thousands of dollars for, you know, a $20 um, dine-in meal. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So, and again, you can't make that mistake. If you've only got a set weekly allowance and that you, and we call it an allowance, but you can transfer it to yourselves. We helped a lovely young couple, Mitch and Grace, who were struggling to save for their first home by just simply separating out their, out their money. We, we sent some pocket money for Mitch, some pocket money for Grace into their spending banks that they had card access to. Credit cards, unfortunately, cannot live in the wallets. They've got to stay at home. You can use them to pay bills, but it, but carrying them around with you is just makes it too easy. If the debit card says no, it's too easy to pull out the credit card, and the credit card always says yes. Mm. And perhaps the answer shouldn't be yes. 
And is that the problem when people walk around, they see something in a shop window and think, I'd like to buy that? Is that the biggest temptation or is online yeah, shopping a bigger threat now? Yeah, I can't walk around in the shops in, in, in some areas. So it's it's even just sitting at home. It's it's we, We're always tempted and also we're, we're terrible at maths. If I ask you to add up two two-digit numbers, you'll be fine. You'll add them up. As soon as I add a third or a fourth, you can't keep track of it. So trying to keep track of your spending and trying to stick to a certain amount each week or each month becomes too difficult. And so we, we cut corners and sort of say, oh, well, that's probably okay. There's enough money in the account. It probably was okay. But, but we actually haven't really checked and we don't really remember what else we've spent money on and what else is left to come. And so this kind of takes away all of that mental accounting, uh, which is just too difficult. Uh, I used to be a maths teacher at high school. I know, I know kids, can't, kids can't add up uh, too many numbers in a row, and most adults can't either. So expecting them to do it with a card, I think, is, is uh, asking too much. It's also an interesting idea, your method, if you have an account for everyday spending and an account that your pay actually goes into, because I suppose you can automatically set the frequency that money is transferred from one to the other. So in a way, it's like being paid every few days instead of once a month or once a fortnight or yeah, whatever. Yeah, and, and, and the, uh, what we found what seems to work best for most people is, is weekly. We can all manage a week. We know that once a week we might do the grocery shopping. We know that four or five times a week we might grab a coffee or lunch or other things like that. So we kind of know what, what we've got coming for the week. But fortnights are a bit awkward. We can run out of money too quickly in a fortnight. And months just make people's heads explode. Mm. So so setting a frequent frequency. And again, if your pay is landing fortnightly or monthly and you're setting a weekly frequency, well, then you can choose to have the money land on a Thursday or a Friday. You don't have to have it land on payday. It can land on the day of the week that suits you and not the day of the week that suits your employer. And if people are dealing with, for example, service providers, telecommunications companies, do you suggest that they choose a monthly or a fortnightly billing frequency? Honestly, once you separate, if you are only paying bills from the account where your pay lands, it's really easy to work out the bills for the year, divide it by the number of pays there are in a year so if you paid fortnightly that's divided by 26 and as long as you leave enough money in that account then there'll be enough money in that account when the bill falls due the problem at the moment is that people try to manage their their bills that are quarterly and monthly with a pay cycle that might be fortnightly and that again it's too hard i don't know why people even try to do it but most people still do but if your pay lands in an account that only pays the bill then it doesn't really matter whether it's weekly, fortnightly, quarterly, annually. It doesn't matter when the bills land. At the end of the year, they'll have all landed once, twice, four times, whatever. Mm. Well, lots of things to think about there. So I guess your first piece of advice to people would be uh, to perhaps try and open at least one other bank account, possibly more. I'd I'd recommend a minimum five. Um, Look, to find out more, on our goldeneggs.info website, there is a a link to a free app um, that that explains it all and, and coaches you through it's a virtual money coach online excellent thanks so much for being on the program uh, some good things for to think about there yeah, uh, I look forward to it again no worries max phelps with us there money coach with some ideas on how you can better manage your finances by opening more bank accounts minimum five bank accounts the mitchell's front page podcast is brought to you by geelong bank listen live on 94.7 the pulse mondays and tuesdays from 9 to 11 or search for Mitchell's front page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.